All right, what's up, class? We are back. This is Optimus Fields at My Living True, and this is Teacher's Lounge. And the current price is 28715 and we're at block height 663 and 761 So what's up, Nick? How you feeling this week, bro? I'm feeling good. I saw a tweet that someone said that uh, Bitcoin's been going up like a thousand four hundred bucks like a week or something on average for the past like however many weeks and it's been a very profitable profitable past few months and uh i'm feeling good i'm feeling great actually (laughs) let's but uh yeah tonight we have a new guest uh kristen playful 121 and uh she has some questions that she wants answered so Yes. There's literally no better uh, group to ask than a bunch of toxic maximalists. Oh, thank you. Oh, great. Good to be here. Thank you so much for 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 welcoming me. Hey, I was wondering, uh, as I explained to you, uh, Nick, earlier on uh, in our interview, I'm a, I'm I'm quite a bit uh, irresponsibly long. And um, along with that, of course, I guess in my weakest hours, I kind of feel vulnerable. So when I read tweets and information whereby uh, the SEC might be going after Tether, I'm wondering what is the effect or what is what what might be the ramifications of that on on bitcoin and can we weather a full-out assault by the sec against tether and if if they go for that uh and and bring it down uh what happens it may even be to our advantage i don't know i don't have an analysis maybe you guys do i'd be open to hearing your thoughts so, uh, when I read the Little Bitcoin book by Jimmy Song and a few other people, they addressed this, and they wrote this a while ago, but one of the things they said was that the Tether, at the time, it was possible that like only 74% of the Tether was backed one-to-one, and I'm pretty sure that ended up getting debunked, and that when the when new tether is printed it has to be purchased with cash so it is backed one-to-one i haven't dug too deep into that and i'm sure someone else has a better answer but um i know a lot of the tether fud has been debunked and i i'm honestly not worried about it and like even in the book when i was reading it, it it said that um you know everything would be fine anyways like the worst thing that would happen is we would have like a dip in price, which would obviously, in my opinion, get eaten up by the hodlers of last resort and we'd go right back up. But um, I'm curious to hear if anyone else has any other thoughts on it. I think uh, maybe like for the, at the basic level, uh, Bitcoin is simply a, it's, it's speech. Um, at the end of the day, we run software, which is a, a whole bunch of code that, that someone has assembled, and we run that as software. Um, and so 
I mean, our the protection of freedom of speech uh, allows us to continue to use Bitcoin. Like, yes, there might be challenges along the way, but uh, because Bitcoin is super uh, flexible, like we would actually be able to like continue to to use the software uh, even if we're it were made illegal temporarily. Um, and uh, beyond that, like even if you if you look at government agencies as trying to do good things, like at their best, uh, they might be trying to protect consumers. Um, and uh, also recently with the Stable Act, I think they're looking at um, kind of limiting the scams around stable coins, uh, especially. So that that's like government agencies at at their best are just trying to protect consumers. They're not trying to prevent people from investing uh, their funds into something like Bitcoin. Great. Yeah, I mean, per personally, or Tony, do you want to jump in? No, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, like personally, I, I, it, I, it wouldn't phase me. I'm, I'm not concerned with, uh, like tether blowing up, and to me, it's just an another. You know, like I, I wouldn't call Tether necessarily a shitcoin, but it's just like it's you know it doesn't matter if an altcoin blows up to bit in respects to Bitcoin. Um, the SEC has already said that that Bitcoin isn't um, a security. So in my opinion, you know, B Bitcoin is all in the clear. Like uh, Justifer and Nick were saying, probably the price would go down, and we get some cheaper sets, and you know, I'd I'd be happy for that. And so. I can see why people would get scared and um, to them it's, you know, hopefully, hopefully they will hold on to their stack. And if not, like it'll, the, those, their Bitcoins will go into some stronger hands and, and that's what, what will happen. The price will go down and, and Bitcoiners will just chew it back up and, and the price will uh, continue to rise. It, it may do some kind of uh like hampering to the the mainstream adoption people will will keep bringing up that tether fud and oh like bitcoin's broken bitcoin's a scam look at tether look at the price all that good stuff so it wouldn't really be good for morale but i just i don't really see it as a concern in my opinion yeah one of the fud i always see them bringing up is like they'll see the uh the whale alert things on Twitter and it'll be like 200 million, you know, tether printed, uh, minted at, you know, whatever. And then people are like, Oh, this is, this is, you know, fake volume. It's just, you know, tether printed from nothing and is pushing up Bitcoin. But then it's like the way that tether gets printed is if you buy it with cash. So it's that, it, you know, it's actually not, you know, fake volume. It's real volume. Um, I will say that, you know, it's good to be concerned because you are putting yourself out there when you are irresponsibly long. I know a lot of us are, um, but I find generally that one's fears tend to, uh, decline the more you learn about and study Bitcoin and are exposed to, um, uh, well, uh, communicated discussions about why Tether is not um, uh, necessarily an existential threat to Bitcoin or why the SEC's potential regulation of it is not. You know, having been in the space for a long time, I would personally map 
this kind of concern on two previous ones. In 2013 and 14, when the largest exchange, where something like 80% plus of all Bitcoin, which was traded, um, collapsed, mm -hmm. that led to uh, a very important time, which was a bit of an existential crisis period for Bitcoin. Would it survive this collapse? And then there are other things which have been existential crises, like a chain split. When Bitcoin Cash split off from Bitcoin, that was a that was kind of a trial by fire. And so I have watched Bitcoin survive um, uh, time after time things that could destroy it. And it continues to succeed and get stronger. What does not kill it makes it stronger. And I would say to the SEC, you know, I, I embrace a healthy policy to protect people, but you realize at the end of the day, Bitcoin is a thing that exists everywhere in the world and a government can only ban itself from Bitcoin. Excellent. Well yes, very well said. Yes, I also heard a lot of uh, a lot of fud about uh, Tether, and that it, it was not backed by any real dollars, and fud being fear, uncertainty, and doubt. So, um, myself included, I know there are some people that um, are are leveraging out. They're using Bitcoin as a collateral, and then they are borrowing USDT, and then they're buying more Bitcoin with that. So what happens in case USDT collapses is that those people who need to repay back the debt will have a great, great discount on their debt. So even if you're irresponsibly long and you're borrowing money and then you have to pay back in USDT, basically like it's very dangerous to be on the other side of actually using USDT as like as a lender. So I see yeah. like this, this side of the game more dangerous. Well, that makes me feel a lot more secure. Thank you very much. And uh, I'm not sure that I completely understand it. <laughs> I I'm wondering, what is the friggin' role of Tether in the first place? Uh, I can chime in. I was going to say something anyway, if that's okay. Um, Tether was... Um, it's a, They call it a stable coin, the idea being that it will always be equal to $1. Um, but right. it's, it's another cryptocurrency. It supposedly has a blockchain. Um, it's, it's considered, uh, I want to say it's considered reasonably legitimate uh, for many of the things that were said. Um, there's supposed to be the right amount of money backing it. I, I personally c couldn't tell you. I don't I, I wouldn't know. Uh, but enough people use it. And one of the things that's good about it is you can move it from one exchange to the other, just right. like a Bitcoin or something else. So it's like moving dollars, but you don't have to cash back into dollars. That's the whole point of it. Now, right. I think the biggest risk is to, to tether is somebody like the U.S. government or the Fed with their own stable coin and not wanting people to mimic the dollar with an unregulated or uncontrollable version that everybody defaults to because you know with money if everybody considers it legit it really doesn't matter like you know the government could lose their grip on the money if everybody looked at 
USDT uh, Tether created by a cryptocurrency company. Uh, I want to say Binance. Can't remember to be honest, but uh, um, you know that they created a money that is like said that the, they're calling it like the dollar in a digital form, and the government didn't give permission to do that. And they're not. I don't think they're really all too happy about it, especially if it catches on. No, okay. it's not. And people move away from the actual dollar. As a matter of fact, I happen to be listening to someone on a podcast today saying how people in Europe, the European, you know, Union and the and the Euro, those people don't want to see the Fed coin come out because it'll make the world if everybody right now the world uh reserve currency is still the US dollar, it's still the strongest currency on the planet, and many people in the world would rather have that than any other currency. And so if people in Europe can get it really easy electronically, you know, without having to go through the, the, the Euro central bank or whatever, and they don't need to use Euros because they can use this other electronic currency. And I'm referring to FedCoin, if the US, uh, if the Federal Reserve puts out their own, you know, um, what are they called, CBDC, Central Bank Digital Currency, something like that. Right. If they did right. that, uh, you know, others, so it's a war of central banks against each other. Uh, but then you got this company with Tether on the outside that made their own dollar, they're, so they're to speak, tar- you know. They're a tar- they're target, aren't they? I mean, in yeah, well, sense, and they're centralized. Yeah. They're centralized to the centralized that... tar- they're a centralized target. Yeah. And if so, and if we and if the crypto other cryptocurrencies or altcoins, shitcoins, whatever, need tether in which to trade amongst themselves, and that was all of a sudden taken out by the SEC, boom, and it just flattened out like you know, Ripple did recently. Um what happens? What are what what are the ramifications and what are the uh, the outcomes for Bitcoin? Do d- does everybody just sell their uh, shit coins and get into Bitcoin, something that's stable? There may be a, a tremendous boost to Bitcoin. I'm just trying to strategize in my own mind what some of the um, possible outcomes could be, you know, to a worst case scenario in this respect. Because I do think the SEC is not going to just watch something like Tether and or some of these other centralized uh, shit coins continue on. They're going to make some strong moves forward. And this is just the beginning with Ripple. It really is. Um, I think you're right. You know, they... If it's not the U.S. dollar or a U.S. government-sanctioned money, it will eventually be viewed as a threat. Um, it's hard to say what will happen if if Tether goes down um, in the short term. Uh, it would mean that uh, the way Bitcoin is moved from exchange to exchange could, could change. It would mean a lot of the on-ramps and ease of access to it could change for some people. Um, but, uh, there are many, it's, uh, stable coins and altcoins are kind of like Hydra. If one of those heads gets cut off, another will, will take its place. Um, and, uh, you know, we can't say how much that would harm the Bitcoin itself. It may harm the cryptocurrency ecosystem, but I, I know that I will make this statement. No one here is going to, is going to die for Tether. Um, no. I don't know anybody who's going to lay, you know, uh, really die on the hill of many other altcoins, but uh, I know a lot of people 
would go down with Bitcoin. They would tie themselves to that mast. And <laughs> and so that is a pretty unique thing. And and I'll also say that um, the SEC is kind of one of the, it's the beginning of the final boss of, of state government. Um, but there's a lot of people around the world who live in places where the state is not very effective. You could say that about the U.S., won't get into that. But, um, you know, the uh, mo a lot of the continent of Africa, as long as they have internet connection, Bitcoin is one of the most attractive things they could ever have. And it's, like, very hard to attack. You can go up to the Tether office in, I think, Singapore or something, and you could probably knock on the door and you could arrest people. You can't really arrest anybody... You can arrest companies and individuals who use Bitcoin, but there's no, there's no office, there's no place you can go to, there's no government to go talk to about Bitcoin. Um, it exists. Bitcoin is a, is another Hydra, with many more heads than all of the others put together. Gotta love it. And just adding to that, I totally uh, agree we, with we that. Need to... Go ahead. Yeah, uh, sorry, I just wanted to remind everyone that um, like you probably know that we have a bunch of other stable coins. We have like DAI and USDC and uh, PAX, whatnot. And uh, with liquid technology, every one of us is theoretically can emit our own stable coins and we can become our own bank. So you can hold $100 in cash under your pillow and emit 100, uh, you know, coins. 100 shit coins, and then if people trust you, they can use your coin as a stable coin. So as time moves forward, the idea of, you know, one big cryptocurrency dominating and killing the market will be reduced drastically. Yes. Totally agree. I was going to say that too. Like there, there are a ton of other stable coins and they're not even competitors to Bitcoin. I mean, Bitcoin is like 100 times more superior than any stable coin out there. And uh, as a kind of a caveat to what CB Spears was uh, saying, like, yeah, they, they can't, I mean, Saudi Arabia is a good example of a country that tried to ban Bitcoin, but utterly failed and trading volume, uh, I believe increased after they banned it. So there's no way they can stop this thing. You know, even if I wouldn't be surprised if a stable coin, you know, entity went down and they're going to, I would imagine. Um, but Bitcoin is like the Hulk, basically, and you can't really stop it, which is pretty pretty awesome. It's like a bunch of different Hulks all around the world in different countries with um, who all cooperate and work together. They're all libertarian, too. So that's cool. One thing I wanted to touch on that uh, you said was you like you said that people will go down, you know, with Bitcoin. And it's, it reminded me of what Sailor said. It's like he when you're looking at these shit coins, you know, people are going to abandon them the second things get bad. But. With Bitcoin, people like us, we will defend Bitcoin. You know, we'll defend the network with our lives. You know, we will we will go, ride or die and go down with Bitcoin if it if it does, and we will go up with Bitcoin if it does. You know, we'll we'll stay here and we'll you know fight to the very end. So, I think that's one major fundamental difference between you know Bitcoin and shitcoin. 
to add to that, uh, I think Satoshi once said that the root problem with conventional currency is all the trust that's required to make it work. And the issue with uh, things like Tether and other stable coins is that you're trusting the strength of the peg to whatever they're pegging that value to. And in addition to that, you're also trusting that the U.S. government won't debase their currency, which they're currently doing and have done in, in the past. Uh, so the inner so so you're trusting both of those things. Whereas for Bitcoin, uh, what we're trusting is what we can verify ourselves. Um, so it it takes a couple of minutes to verify the entire supply of Bitcoin, and it is decentralized in such a way that. Uh, that those that the rules that the the Bitcoin protocol operates with um, won't be uh, uh, just destroyed in any way or uh, or corrupted because all of us are rejecting all rules other than the rules that we maintain ourselves by running Bitcoin nodes. Just for yeah, uh, yeah, you guys Spears. I was just gonna say oh. I, I think I think that's a good point you made of. Um, like a peg is only a peg until it's not and like if if people want it to be pegged to the dollar then they have two things working against them and when when i look at tether i i kind of just think of it like uh it's basically like a trader's coin that is still in the fiat dollar mindset and so they're able to retain their quote unquote fiat gains in the dollar price and then move it around with the flexibility of crypto quote unquote and so to me you know it, it's just like a trader coin and uh yeah may, think you know who knows what will happen to it but i i think what jesper's saying is just like man when you put it in that term like yeah the peg will break one day and not only that mm -hmm. like it's priced in something that's losing value so you know like Hey, you know, I, I can't force people to do what I want them to do. So choo choose your coinage correctly, but hit it, CB. Well, yeah, I was going to say that um, while I think, in, you know, I I uh, think a lot of altcoins are very cool and interesting. Um, I do not espouse them. Bitcoin, in contrast to almost every other cryptocurrency I'm aware of, is designed for hostility it is designed to be a neutral way that competing or antagonistic parties are forced to work together and to acknowledge this is a shared communications layer this is a shared language and so bitcoin thrives when presented with challenges and hostility uh other cryptocurrencies thrive when everybody works together and holds hands and um you know some of these may be hard and ethereum may get better if if they improve it or whatever but bitcoin is designed to um to function even in the nuclear option um other cryptocurrencies uh have not yet and probably will never at least most of them will never um thrive uh when challenged and so uh with that in mind it's it's a it's it's a shared communication layer, a shared money, uh, because you know, governments that are hostile today, the Chinese, Russian, and U.S. governments, they all value gold. They all agree gold has these properties, even though we do not agree on anything else. 
we all agree that gold is this this type of money and so it is with bitcoin or will be with bitcoin one day Ooh. can i just add let's go jim get it truth nothing is stable uh this is a misnomer to call things a stable coin um, everything is subjectively valued by every individual and those values constantly change because it's a ranking you know what we care about now versus later so um it, yeah i i just wanted to point that out in terms of everything that was said excellent points by everybody and uh, i've just been kicking back enjoying listening to it all so thanks guys thank you thank you very much great input awesome uh do you have any more questions off the top of your head or no that was it that was the one that was kind of swirling in my brain today thank you so much <laughs> awesome well it, it's it's really an honor to help you through the rabbit hole this is all <laughs> this is like our favorite thing to do we we come here every week just uh talking about things but it's really the most fun when we have someone come on and ask us questions and they're just in a room with bitcoiners and they're willing to listen and and it's interactive so thank you very much well, thank you. I'm coming back. Awesome. Let's go. Hope you do. You know, it's interesting because we we say, like, no one gave us a teacher certificate. Um, none of us are, are well, at least as far as I know, nobody here is a career teacher. But, um, you know, it is just as educational for us to practice talking about it because uh, Bitcoin is an ever-improving ecosystem. And, okay, Tony Nakamoto has been... <laughs> well uh we need to ourselves get better at communicating this in maybe different language or words and maybe not use as specific nuanced you know insular terms that only people who stay on twitter all the time know so like it is just as useful for us to put language uh put bitcoin into language that we can talk to normal people with not just crazy uh uh, maxis or bitcoiners like us so you know I, I can see i can see this as a process that really hones the thinking you know and in that sense that you know when you can explore that uh, in, in in you know in this ecosystem right here and now you can take that out into the real world and know what makes sense and what the messaging uh what messaging resonates you know, and what hits the chord. Uh, and, and in that sense, uh, you know, really, uh, this is a place where revolutionaries are uh, learning their craft. Whew. Dang, I like that. Let's go. And hodl is John Hancock. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to sign his name in just the biggest font the most obnoxious biggest font but it'll probably you know his signature will disappear because it'll get banned by twitter and he'll just have to write a million more he'll we're like a if john hancock did graffiti he'll put it in an op code bro it'll live forever he needs to embed it in the blockchain he, he we, needs to he, embed his tweet some he already, are his tweets embedded in the blockchain he embedded 6.15 or someone did. <laughs> we'll look it up. We'll, we should, pres we'll we need to preserve HODL's tweets in the blockchain. Uh, I don't know about that. 
<laughs> Maybe not. <laughs> we we should probably let some of those die. But <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, I love Hoddle. He's my dude. Um all right, all right. So we uh we did write out a list. Um Jester, I remember you said that you wanted to start this list off with something, and I, I don't remember exactly which one was it. Was it Russell Ukong, or was it the all-time high top? Oh man, it's uh, it's such a tough one. Uh, yeah, you, I think uh, with your presentation, I think you did a great job talking about price. Um, let's talk about uh, Russell Ukong. Awesome. All right. So let me pull up the the exact tweet. But, um, yeah, so to, for those that don't know, uh, Russell Okong, he's an NFL lineman, and he's one of us. He's a Bitcoiner. He is an adamant Bitcoiner. He gets the Bitcoin as, a, you know, as sovereign money, and he put out a tweet, I think it was in September, where he said uh, to his NFL team, the Panthers, pay me in Bitcoin. And then, uh, yes, was it yesterday? Yeah, yesterday. Um, it came out that he is now being paid in Bitcoin. And, like, to some people on Bitcoin Twitter, to some of our friends, they're like, this is a nothing burger. Like, he, he's taking some of his contract and he's buying Bitcoin, whatever. But to everyone else, it's kind of one of those things where it gives bitcoin a little more weight a little more like it's real you know like i i still talk to people on the on the regular that just will say like like internet like magic internet money like you're really into that like it's not real you can't touch it like what what is what even is this bitcoin thing and here we have an nfl player making millions of dollars and he takes half of his paycheck now and he receives it in Bitcoin through our boy Jack Maller's strike app. And so this is kind of a two-part um, news article because one, it's a celebrity getting paid in Bitcoin. And the other is that through Jack Maller's app, the strike app, you are able to receive your paycheck and convert it instantly into Bitcoin. And so with all intents and purposes, there's more people getting paid in Bitcoin and, uh, you know, shouts out to the circular economy that we're always talking about. So, uh, anyone, anyone get, uh, get the feels off this one or, or is this a nothing burger to you guys? Cause I mean, Hey, he's making some money and it half of it's in Bitcoin. <laughs> like, let's go. I mean, you now know that he's going to be buying six and a half million dollars worth of Bitcoin over the next year. So you better start front running him now, or else he'll buy it. You know, he's gonna be buying up a lot of it. He's taking all the sats, man. Between him, Sailor, Drunken Miller, and a few others, you know, there's rumors now that Elon Musk is trying to buy in. Like that's just you know pure speculation, but you know, there's a and one thing he also added was he didn't say any names but he said that there were other athletes and celebrities that are going that he's helping by uh do the same exact thing with so there's going to be a lot more money flowing into bitcoin 
Wow. I've had more people text me about the about Russell Okung than most anything recently. And I found I I think he really signifies something that's very important and and that's Bitcoin is cool. Neat. Like uh pro players, pro football players have it and he's I mean Russell, he doesn't you see him on Twitter, he doesn't talk like super in-depth technical stuff and he he doesn't chill too much except I love Bitcoin, I love Bitcoin. And he's cool. He's just very relatable. He's very approachable. Kind of like Tony Hawk, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I, got a, I got a view on this. Um, I'm a little older than, than you guys, but um, uh, this is a black man. And, uh, this is an African-American who uh, has lived under uh, the auspices of... Uh, uh, living in the United States and all that implies as being an African-American black man in the United States and what it means to be free. And I think that his statement about being a sovereign individual is reframing what it means to be free or what has been framed in the past what it means to be free. He is now reframing that uh, in his own way in a level that uh, is putting it on a very public uh, platform that nobody else could have, uh, have done. And uh, I really see him as, again, a revolutionary uh, in uh, forwarding um, some of these concepts. It's, you know, it's just not about the money and how much money he's going to be making. But he, 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 he said today in his tweet, it, it, you know, he, he responded, and I, I can't remember the context, but it was something about, you know, the bottom line was he wanted to be a sovereign individual. And that's freedom. That's what freedom is all about. And if that concept can be spoken to and understood by more people, all of us, regardless race, gender, you know, class, etc. cetera, uh, the reframing of our thinking becomes much more in line with uh, what Bitcoin's promise is all about. So I saw, I saw what he did was, was incredibly, incredibly symbolic. Uh, and it was, Incredibly, also for me, um, as an older woman, um, who's, who's, you know, the civil rights movement and everything else that we went through, um, it was, uh, it was, it was inspirational, very inspirational. So and full of hope. So I'm, I'm, I'm very, I'm very, very uh, impressed by what he has done, and he's brilliant. This is a brilliant man. He's he works in, in in NFL football, but what we're dealing with here is a friggin' brilliant man, and I think he knows that. 
And I think that's part of his intention in what he is doing here in talking about self-sovereignty because he's talking about freedom. The whole black, the whole black lives matter stuff, all that stuff about respect, about freedom, about, about civil rights, et cetera. This is where it's at. This is the bottom line. This is a reframing of a lot of political issues right here and now. I, 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 I'm really digging on it. I really am. Yeah, you know, it's interesting because what's the common story a lot of a lot of these pro NFL players? You know, they get these big contracts, they spend a lot of money, and, and their career is relatively short. And they find themselves a decade later uh, broke and destitute. And to reframe it in terms of, I mean, not a lot of football players who sign these big contracts talk about, I'm not just going to spend my money, I'm going to invest it. I'm going to put it towards something cool. I'm going to put it to something that's going to help me a long time. And to like capture that narrative and say, I am thinking 10, 20, 50 years ahead of my life. And for that to be the new story, not I'm going to spend it on these luxurious goods. Of course, he deserves blow and force. Blow and yeah, force. exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Come on. You know, there's a time and place for that. <laughs> but he, he's focusing. <laughs> but he's focusing you, on you the big boys. picture. And so his, narrative, his narrative is going to be about building wealth. Yeah, I, I like how as, you guys are reframing as, that. As, 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 it should, as it should be. And, and the fact that this is a strong, beautiful, you know, African black man doing this, he's, he's really leading the way. I love it. I love this. It's a gorgeous thing that's happening right now and emerging with him. He's a hero. He's a Michael Saylor. Let's go. Michael Saylor's not cool enough to be Russell Okun. You don't I'm Michael the, Saylor. You don't, you don't compare the two. They are they are heroic in their own ways. You know one one of the things I really like about Russell is that like he's not preaching, oh, you can get rich from Bitcoin. He's preaching you can get free from bit from you can get free with right. Bitcoin it's and. Freedom he he really understands it and he talks about sovereignty all the time and i can tell it's something that he's really passionate about and i think it's a great message that he's spreading and we need a lot more of that amongst athletes and celebrities people who will stand up for what's right and uh you know as um it was just said, you know, make it cool because what's, you know, quote unquote cool today is cucking to the state and, you know, not standing up for what's right and letting, you know, all this, you know, um, this, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, I can't, I can't even say it. I, I don't even remember the name of it. It's right on the tip of my tongue, but like virtue signaling bullshit. That's what I meant to say. Like, you know, all these athletes and um, celebrities are afraid to speak up whether they want to or not. And, you know, Russell's out here just tweeting about, you know, pretty much saying, you know, if you read between the lines, like, fuck the government, fuck the state. I'm a sovereign individual and you should be too. You know, here's That's some fuck right. you money. 
and you know be in charge of your own destiny that's and right. I, I think that's something that needs to be pushed a lot more today and uh if we did we wouldn't have as many problems as we have today that's the real revolution baby what if all, what if all those disengaged and and alienated people that are on the streets uh you know uh fighting one another all of a sudden uh kind of woke up to the fact that uh they just need their own freedom and it's about self-sovereignty and they understood about the, the economic system and uh what's really bringing them down and holding them down uh and 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 their own mental slavery their own mental slavery he's got it this guy is brilliant yeah, most I, I, revolutions are won or lost because of money, or they're fought because of money. And so it's very appropriate for the revolution to itself be money. But it's also about, it's also about narrative. And he's, he's framing the narrative about self-sovereignty. So yeah. it's not about what, do, what, do, what does the state owe me? It's about self-sovereignty. It's about stepping up, assuming, assuming uh, personal responsibility, and and making it happen. And he is modeling that. He's a hero. It, what he's done is, is is heroic, just as heroic in 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 his own way as as Michael Saylor in my mind. Different, but absolutely heroic. Beautiful. Yeah. And, and also, sorry, just for not to cut you off, but also I just want to add how, uh, it's also like, um, like a live workshop in lowering your time preference. He, it's like, he's taken half of his, half of his NFL paycheck and he's not going to touch it in Bitcoin while the mainstream culture is, you know, like have fun now, be hedonistic, spend all you get, and you know, just live for the now and post it on Instagram, and just just live off that fame. Where like you guys are saying is like he's like, nah, dude, ten, fifteen, twenty years, like I'm gonna be making an empire. And and like you guys have been saying, man, if if there's kids out there that are that are watching closely and the, and they can understand that concept, man, we're gonna have a lot. Nick, or Nick's gonna have a lot more competition out there, cause. He ain't going to be the only youngster knowing this. <laughs> Love I it. I think uh, Russell does a fantastic job at kind of offering this like unifying message because he's got this fantastic shirt that says uh, Democrat, Republican, Bitcoiner. And Democrat and Republican are crossed out and all that's left is Bitcoiner. That's um, it. You know, saying that we get to operate under this uh, this protocol that, that views us... Um, like not based on our uh, race, creed, or uh, religion, or age. It's uh, it's just viewing us uh, equally, uh, no matter what we are. You know, human, robot, whatever. A refrigerator, it doesn't care. Um, and uh, one part of this that I I don't want to get uh, lost in this discussion is the fact that uh, Jack Mahler's a twenty six year old kid. Yeah. That recognizes the inefficiencies in this broken system and is paving the way 
to allowing, um, you know, at first an NFL player to get paid in Bitcoin uh, that that Strike is going to be able to purchase on behalf of them and to kind of smooth out our payment systems in a way that that won't invade our privacy and uh, that won't require people to have bank accounts. Um, you can just get paid in a you know globally decentralized way. Um, so uh, while you know Russell Okung is is a hero uh, for sure, and I don't want to minimize that, but Jack Mahler's is uh, the goat doing some incredible work to make this actually happen. Damn! Did you see what he did on? Was it CNBC today? I think it was Fox, but yeah, that was amazing. Fox, Fox Business, right? Holy criminy! He really uh, just encapsulated the whole argument so brilliantly and so graciously. What a what a mind, man! And, and all in uh, while wearing a a, a a a sweatshirt. I loved it. A hoodie, you know. I, it was like, this is the future. Yeah, super good. I, I actually, I want to read his tweet that he put up afterwards that basically encapsulates what he was saying in that, um, in that snippet because I think it's 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 just so good. And if everyone just could hear this, I feel like they'd be like, okay, well, I need to reconsider Bitcoin things. So this is what Jack Mallers tweeted. I, I'm guessing after that CNBC or Fox uh, snippet, he says, the everyday individual that doesn't hold Bitcoin operates their life at a loss. Asset inflation has now reached 15 to 20%. And if you're not getting a 20 plus percent raise every year, you're moving backwards. Bitcoin averages 100 plus percent raise every year. Free yourself and protect your wealth. And it's like, man... It's like if that doesn't encapsulate everything that we try to tell people in in one little tweet, I don't. I really don't know what does because we we say all this in long form, but you know, like the short memes are, are just ways to stick into people's brains. And Jack Jack killed it this morning. He said it. He said, "Free yourself," and so did uh, uh, Russell. That's why we do it. That's why we do it. Um, all right. Well, we, we went in on this one. Um, Jessifer did, uh, mention that we did talk about price earlier. And so we'll, we'll try to avoid the price talk, but we'd be remiss if we didn't mention that Bitcoin has just hit the hundred or half a trillion market cap this week since the last recording. So if you aren't following Bitcoin and you just follow the pod and, and, you get all your wisdom from us. Know that the price is moving. And uh, I actually noticed one other thing on the dashboard. Not only are we at half a trillion market cap, um, I noticed that the Bitcoin versus gold market cap has moved up pretty significantly to 4.3%. So it's still baby in comparison to gold. But we've been talking about the that metric for, for months now. And, and it was at like... I think it was at like two, two and a half or something like that when we first started talking about it. So it's pretty like I, I was kind of kind of excited when I saw that that metric earlier. But um, we, we won't sit and talk about price too much because we want to talk about something that happened on Twitter this week that apparently Bitcoiners are really good at fractions and it's hard for people to understand fractions. So uh, I don't know. Nick, Jessifer, you, you want to... Um, 
You want to explain that controversy? Uh, I just <laughs> I tweeted a meme just trolling Francis, and it was like, I heard that from Francis, if you take one pizza, you can divide it up into enough units for everyone in the world to eat. And then it was just like, a chart saying world hunger rate goes to zero and like the line just goes straight down. And um, the the reason for that being was she, a grown woman can't do basic math. And she was saying that like, she, I didn't, I, my explanation won't be as good as others just cause she blocked me so quick and I didn't get to read everything she said, but she was just saying this stuff that like you like Bitcoin, since it's infinitely divisible, that doesn't mean it's scarce and that Satoshis are a whole nother coin in comparison to Bitcoin. And it, she was just going off and saying like really stupid stuff. And um, yeah, if someone else wants to chime in, like it was just my brain was hurting by reading it. And um, she might need a second grader to help her with her math homework. It's it's just a little tough. Uh, I think Bitcoiners are, are getting frustrated because uh, we just wish that we had better critics, um, because like this is, <laughs> this is the cream of the crop here. Uh, someone alleging that because Bitcoin is divisible into uh, you know a tiny fraction of a Bitcoin, you know, one Satoshi, which is a hundred millionth of a Bitcoin, because it's divisible, it's not scarce. Which is this ridiculous notion, you know, saying that, you know, Jesus could feed the world because that uh, those two fish are actually divisible and not that you can make more of them, um, which is uh, so. So everyone's going to have some real fun on Bitcoin Pizza Day, dividing up their pizzas into tiny, tiny slices. I agree to what you say, but uh, there was actually some depth to what she was saying. You know, I was going through her like posts and what she was mentioning is that it's very difficult to predict what humans are going to do after 120 years when there will be no more new Bitcoin mined. So she was like arguing about that, that we cannot predict future. Um, that was kind of reasonable. And the second reasonable thing that she didn't mention, but I still believe it's possible, is that when we see uh, a lot of um custodians holding bitcoin i believe that we actually might see more than 21 million bitcoin in existence because if there is an exchange that is not properly controlled they can start fractional reserve you know like every time when the bank has the opportunity i mean you just print bitcoin out of thin air and there is no possible way how user can check whether it's a real bitcoin or not i believe that companies can get wrecked if you believe like, okay, if you say to your customers that, okay, you hold this BTC and then the price escalates and you won't be able to keep up with the escalation, then you probably go bust. But I'm afraid that at some point there will be real Bitcoin. And, you know, obviously people running nodes, we will defend it with our lives. But at the same time, I believe that nothing stops some shady exchange from kind of creating um, IOU and thus breaking the 21 cap. Yeah, I mean, Tony, we uh, we kind of already do know 
that some companies are rehypothecating Bitcoin already, like uh, BlockFi, you know, cough, cough. But um, like how how Finney was talking about this within the first couple of days of Bitcoin and weeks of Bitcoin that there will be Bitcoin banks or quote unquote banks that will try to fractional reserve Bitcoins and those bank users or those Bitcoin users that use those third parties will get wrecked. They will, um, you know, lose their savings or lose fractions of their savings. And so that is definitely a possibility and it might even be happening as we speak. But like you said, as, as long as it's all going back on chain and with reading, you know, as long as our nodes are running and, you know, there's no shady things going on on the back end to the code, um, it's all, it all still has to go on chain and it, and it has to come back down. And so there will only ever be 21 million Bitcoins and some people will be left holding the bag. And that's just, uh, you know kind of the process of, of free market money and us learning this new world of sound money or old world of sound money. And it, it's probably an inevitable process that will happen. But uh, as, as a Bitcoiner running a node, I, I don't think it's too much of a concern. Just take your coins off an exchange as fast as possible and you should be good. Jim, you want to chime in? I was going to say, yeah, thanks. Um, there are places where you might not be able to get your coins off and that, those are the places that you, you would have to worry about more because you could never really know and so um because of what you said about r running your own node we can always verify that the the supply within the system has not been expanded and then by extrapolation you can say that hey you know when you add them all up it looks like there's too many out there which means some of you dudes are lying and then people can then start get suspicious and try to figure out who's lying the most to, you know, come to terms with who's got what underlying what they say they have. Um, and that's where it falls apart because eventually it's like a bank run if everybody wants their coins and the, ultimately the people don't really have them. But again, you know, you got people that you can't take them off, even grayscale. You know, they, they control every single Bitcoin. You just have an IOU. You don't even have an IOU. You just have a peg to the price. It's kind of crazy, uh, but people, you know, they're getting wealthy in dollar terms, but they don't own Bitcoin on Grayscale. So uh, and, and that's not to infer anything uh, nefarious about Grayscale. I have no idea, you know, if they have the right amount or they have what they say they have. But like uh, Optimus said, we can verify the overall supply within the system has not been inflated. And that's never going to happen. So we really have nothing to worry about. If people want to rehypothecate, if you control your own keys, you're good. Spitting. CB, did you want to chime in? I saw you unmute yourself a little while ago. Yeah, but I, I got distracted watching a different YouTube video. But <laughs> so, yeah, y'all have said good stuff. It happens. It happens. Um. All right. Well, I think we I think we covered that one. Um. Let me look at this list real quick. So, uh, we we did see some news some news reports. I'm going to just gloss over them because uh, Jester brought up a, a really cool idea and, and I'll bring it up afterwards. But I did see some cool things happen this week. Um, Pierre Rochard posted that um, Riot Blockchain just went public or they're, uh, they're on NASDAQ. 
So, and Riot Blockchain is a, a mining company. So there's a mining company that is on NASDAQ now, which is, is pretty cool in my opinion. Um, and then, and then as, as we talked about earlier with uh, the SEC ruling, uh, XRP is in a lot of hot, tr uh, hot water. They uh, are now, I think it's maybe not official, maybe a couple days, but like Coinbase is going to uh, stop trading XRP. So, uh, yeah, this is going to be some saga for, for those shitcoin bag holders out there. The XRP army should, uh, should be making a lot of noise. Good thing I have those words muted on Twitter, so I don't even see it. I see my friends commenting on that. Um, there was, there's a proposed law in India to have uh, an 18% tax on, on Bitcoin. So India may be implementing a force hodl law for us. So number go up. That's uh, one of those inadvertent things that may make everything better, even though they're, they're actively fighting it. Um, and then the last one on the news was that the, uh, Bitcoin mining power consumption has overtaken Pakistan. So now Bitcoin is bigger or uses more energy than the country of Pakistan. So we're moving on up. The world's currency is being secured by the, one of the biggest computer networks in the world, or actually the biggest computer networks in the world. And I don't have the official metric on that, but uh, it's 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 definitely what is it like the top twenty something uh, power consumption in regards to countries. So I know we have a list, and and I I, sh I should have looked that up, but I really just want to get to Jester's idea, which was Jester, do you wanna you wanna put this in context, or should I just read it off the list? Are you, I think you're doing great. Just, yeah, you take it. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you. Thank you. All right. So, Jessifer pointed out, and I think we're we're pretty pretty far into the show tonight. Um, we'll probably go a little over an hour. But uh, Jessifer pointed out that this is going to be the official last show of the year. So, 2020 has been a dope year uh, in regards to me and Nick starting Bitcoin Kindergarten. And, and furthermore, Bitcoin in general. So we thought it'd be a cool idea if everyone in the chat uh, just wanted to mention some cool things that happened in their personal life in 2020 and or something that they thought was really cool in Bitcoin. And uh, like, I mean, I, I'll go first. I, I basically already said it. Like for me, you know, me, me and Nick just kind of started the show on a whim and you know, here we are, it's the end of the year. Uh, what is it now, Nick, like nine months later and you guys keep showing up. I, I still, I'm still bewildered why, because me and Nick just come over here and would ramble and shoot the shit with all you guys. And it's, you know, it's super fun. It's become like a focal point in everything that I do now is like, okay, Wednesday, Wednesday is Bitcoin kindergarten. We got to be on our A game. And so personally, it's just, you know, starting Bitcoin Kindergarten has been super, super awesome. I love that we can come out here every week, hang out with you guys and just try to help Bitcoiners or try to help no coiners become Bitcoiners because it's it's really, I don't know, it, it's, it's really satisfying hearing people become Bitcoiners. And 
we really don't get anything out of it besides just knowing we have more hodlers out there. And so it's just it's just badass, man. And and then furthermore, dude, like, you know, number go up. Like personally, you know, I came in in the 2017 uh top uh basically was forged in a bear market and it's like just to see that we're right cuz there there's a point where you know you're right, but the fact that you don't see the price move up how you think it will there is some doubts for a little bit you're like man am i am i crazy am i you know like am, am i crazy or, or am i right because it's a fine line sometimes and uh to be proven right and to know that you've been right and to know that you put in the hard work and uh excuse me and uh the bitcoin bitcoin price movement works how you think it does and furthermore all the software updates man it's just been a satisfying year. Like we, we, we talked about it yesterday while the world's burning, like Bitcoin's been pumping. All my boys have been shit posting all my friends and freaking people all around the world that I don't even know, but I know them. I communicate with them more than I do my real friends or my in real life friends. And man, it's just been a wonderful year. Like I don't want to be that guy, but it's been a great year, you know? But uh, yeah, I don't know, Nick, you want to chime in and then everyone else just, just chime in and, and, We'll we'll wrap it up, dude. This has been a great year for me. Uh, literally from start to finish. I I started off the year getting an internship with Marty Bent, and then as the year went on, we started this podcast, and then I started working for Bitcoin Magazine, and then you and me met in Texas at Bitblock Boom with mm-hmm. you know a bunch of other Bitcoiners like Jim and here I met Jim down in Texas as well. And, um, dude, it's, I like, I moved, I moved to a brand new state. I'd never been here before. And like literally all the good stuff that happened to me this year was because of Bitcoin. And I know we've been talking about this, like 2020 has been such a rough year for so many people around the world, but for Bitcoiners, like, man, it's, it's been a pretty good year for a lot of us. And, um, (laughs) I'm super thankful for literally everything. And um yeah, dude, I'm I'm extremely bullish that if, you know, our lives and uh I've had a lot of good fortune this year come in like, you know, what people say what is like, you know, the worst year and you know, humanity has seen in a long time and it's kind of like, well, what's, you know, better year is going to be like for us and um it's just extremely bullish all around bullish uh yeah i wanted to add man bitblock boom i almost forgot how epic that was jeez uh jim jump in (laughs) you you see when i unmute don't you yeah yeah (laughs) (laughs) um yeah it's been weird uh being an older person (laughs) you know in this group here uh i always felt free and didn't really learn until later in life how unfree I really was. And and now it's kind of getting worse. I never expected humanity to like regress and become more authoritarian. And I, I'm blown away at witnessing the compliance to government edicts with virtually no proof and mainstream media suppressing all kinds of stuff. Blow, blowing my mind, to be honest. And yet there's Bitcoin in, in my life like a giant life raft that I just been like holding on all year going like, uh, I'm going to make it because of this. But boy, if I didn't have this, 
oh, what the hell would life be like? I would be so scared of the future. And I'm like very optimistic about the future. So it's a real weird paradox to be involved in for a guy like me who's lived a, a lot of years without this kind of crackdown on society. I mean, making healthy people stay in their homes is it's literally a police state. I kind of weird weirding me out. And unfortunately, I'm a little discouraged about the idea of like not being able to uh, travel in the future without like some kind of vaccine passport, like you got to take their injections to just be free, uh, you know, whatever. It's it sucks and it's scary. But in the backdrop with, with Bitcoin there, I do think it will all unravel. I think with Bitcoin as the world's hard money, a lot of this craziness goes away and a lot of violence and war and governments get smaller and a lot of good stuff happens. I think it'll take a while to play out. So ultimately, I'm optimistic, but it's been a really weird dichotomy when you add the two together in the same year. But it's cool that at the end of the year, Bitcoin is like fully winning right now. It's like we just pulled out in the race and we got our arms up and there's the finish line and everybody's way back. It's like, yeah, man, we are killing it. I love it. <laughs> Let's go. CB, you want to jump in? Yeah, you know, off kind of off what you said, Optimus. Uh, 2020 was the year I, I felt like I was finally taken seriously. When I talk about Bitcoin, and my whole life doesn't revolve around Bitcoin. I, I have several businesses and a lot of uh, extracurricular activities, but you know, Bitcoin has been near and dear to my heart because I I focus so much on it and I care a lot about it. But um, I, I feel like no one was listening to me, and finally, it feels like people are listening to me, um, friends and family particularly. So, uh, and then also, you know, my my other gigs are in. Um, I own a few retail stores and I'm in the energy consulting business. And I, for years, I've wanted to work in Bitcoin or do something kind of like that. And I never, I was like, well, you got to be like a, like a computer dev to be in Bitcoin. You've got to uh, start a tech company or something. And I don't live in a part of the country where that's super conducive and I don't have dev skills, at least at a high level. But um, this was the year I finally got to actually pull together a team and start a business which basically uh, marries the energy and the mining component. And that is my, I don't know, I feel I, I'm working many, many hours a week and I'm having the time of my life. And it's really cool because while my other businesses, some are suffering because of the way things are. Some are doing okay. But uh this this bitcoin venture in particular is all systems go and that's what's so cool is while the rest of the world and i my heart goes out you know to everybody else who's suffering and and their in their business or everything but like i have never been more uh occupied and excited about a uh something i'm building let's go beautiful all right, guys, don't be shy. All right, I'll go next. Why not? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, this year, I, like Nick also and CB, also started working like in Bitcoin. I threw everything in my car and drove from Los Angeles to Mexico. And then I randomly met Katie and Anita. And then Katie introduced me to the owners of the company that I'm currently with, which is Bitcoin Reserve. And, uh, Man, like I'm sure many of us feel this way, but and like CB said, Bitcoin, like this year 
is basically the first year that people really started to take me seriously when I was talking about Bitcoin. And that's so awesome. And uh, yeah, it's been kind of a shit year in many ways, but uh, Bitcoin really gives us a lot of hope, a lot of hope. And if Bitcoin didn't exist, I mean, I don't know, I guess I'd be buying a lot of gold, but like that one's gold. So anyways, it was an awesome year. Bitcoin gives us hope, and uh, I think it's only bullish from here, boys. Let's go. I think uh, 2020 has been like the year for, for Bitcoiners to, to build. I, I think uh, this this podcast, like emerging out of uh, what was like a super dark time, is like really turned into a phenomenal experience every week. Um, so thank you to everyone that, that comes out and all the amazing content. Uh, and we get to, to sharpen our rhetoric every single week, um, kind of explore these these different thoughts and process everything. Um, and uh, yeah, well, it's been uh, dark for a lot of people and uh, restaurants especially. Um, it's been really bright and super hopeful for for bitcoiners and for people that that want to build and start businesses bullish let's go tony you want to jump in yes exactly like Jester was saying the beginning of the year was pretty dark but uh, i guess they're saying that the lotus is growing from mud from darkness and then it goes mm -hmm. up to bloom so for me 2020 was exactly like that and orange peeling friends was awesome experience. I managed to orange peel my family and my friends as well. And they got like, you know, number went up. So they're pretty happy and set. Also, I found an awesome way that I feel comfortable with uh, leveraging myself. And it was pretty insane that we have new systems in place that are allowing humble stackers to go irresponsibly long. And the last thing is, of course, Bitcoin kindergarten, like without you guys, I think I would go insane because like, you know, there's no one to talk to. No one can understand what's up. And here we are, bunch of people all on the same like wavelength, same mindset, you know, Bitcoin for the win. And it's just super dope. I'm super, super happy that, uh, you know, I, I came across this wonderful, wonderful thing. So happy, happy new year, everyone. Let's go. Let's go. Excellent. All right, 2A uh, Bitcoin is us. Randy, Mr. Quentin, you guys have been on the show before. Two A, if you're talking, I can't hear you. I'm just going to pass for now. <laughs> no worries, dude. Thanks for coming out, bro. All right, well... If uh if everyone is uh is is good with their thoughts, two A, we can't hear you. I see you unmuting, but oh there. Let's go. <laughs> 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 no, but for real, guys, I'm super appreciative that you guys put this platform together. Um, I'm happy I discovered this, and obviously, like just adding on to what everyone says that we have a space that we can vent about Bitcoin because everyone in in the real world is still not caught up with how we, how we think yet. 
Um, and yeah, everyone here's everyone here's ready for the future. You know, we found the, the lifeboat. Uh, just ready to see how it all plays out. I mean, we know how it plays out. But... Let's go. Yeah, we're right. We're right. That's all. That's all that matters. <laughs> uh, two, I see you're unmuted. I'm not. I'm not sure. You are right, and you are young. <laughs> yes. Go for it. Let's go. Yes, you got you. Yeah, that's the thing. You you're young. You got you got you got longevity. You got you you can do this. You know you're the you're the future. Do it. And sats, and we have sats. Let's and you got sats. <laughs> Let's do it. And, and fucking sass. That's it. <laughs> Hell yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Hell yeah. Well, Tue, I know you're trying to talk, so we'll give you an opportunity, but you're, you're there a little bit. Your audio is like really, really faint, like barely coming through. I don't hear it at all. Hey, while he's trying to fix that, uh, I do uh, need to thank you guys, Nick and Optimus, for putting this together. Uh, it was definitely a pleasure getting together at BitBlock Boom with you guys and everybody else we got to hang with. Uh, definitely one of the highlights of the year. Uh, but this every Wednesday night is also another highlight for me because I do enjoy it. I, I, there's very few people in real life. I'm finally uh, orange-pilling a few people. I got at least four or five people this year that have finally purchased Bitcoin. And since it's only gone up since they purchased it, <laughs> literally, they're stoked, obviously. <laughs> you know, like, uh, you know, they haven't seen a bear market yet at all. It's for some of them, it's only been a week. Some of them, it's only been a month or six or whatever. But they've all just been they're blown away, of course. And, you know, so it's all good. And, and I just love that you guys put this together. And, and you know, when we talk about current events, uh, that that'll get old. But when we talk about the uh, the general stuff, uh, this stuff can be timeless. You know, somebody could listen to this in a couple of years and maybe still get something out of it. So it's great that you, you did it and it's out there for the world. There's going to be a lot of new people coming into the space and they're going to need to find the signal through the noise. And that's what we think we're providing here. So I appreciate the opportunity. So thank you, you guys. You guys are doing a great thing for Bitcoin and for, uh, for a bunch of people that haven't even heard this yet. And when they do, they're going to be like, those dudes are great. <laughs> yeah. Thanks so, for thanks, coming man. out every week. Dude, yeah, you help make the show a lot better, especially with your your gym rants that uh, no other <laughs> podcast has been able to uh, to have like you know a comparison to. So we got our own unique style over here. Thanks. Yeah. Thank man. you, sir. Thank you, sir, for Jim. Hey, sir, for Jim Satoshi. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I wish. I wish. <laughs> happy uh, New Year. Happy hey, thanks for joining, Kristen. Thanks yeah, for coming out. thank yeah. you. Thank you, everybody. Thank you for the welcoming. You guys are great. Love you. No worries. We, I, I personally appreciate, it, but I know we appreciate it. And and thanks to everyone else too. Like, uh, your 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 applaud, you know, your your well wishes. It 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 just gave me the vibes, guys. Like, I I appreciate it, and you know, I'm glad that me and Nick are are just moderating a bunch of dope Bitcoiners and, and we just, you know, we just put it on. If it was just me and Nick talking every week, 
it would get pretty old. But uh, you guys round out the show, and, and you guys are as much a part of it as we are. And we just got to make sure to show up every week. And so we, we're we just glad that, that you guys keep coming out, and you guys enjoy it, and you guys are willing to spend your time with us because, uh, I mean, me, <laughs> me and Nick me and Nick have tried to do this, and, and you guys make it awesome, and, and we're trying to make it as, as best as we can for, for the listeners. And, you know, like Jim says, hopefully make this timeless that – It'll it'll last the test of time and and be some some good information for the new people coming in and so hopefully you know hopefully we are doing something good for for the space in the way that we can and so I'm very appreciative of everyone and uh, I mean and also my buddy over there Nick he's he's become one of my best friends so like this is super dope um before I wrap this up there was a second part to the question from Jessifer. And it was, what are you looking forward to 2021? And uh, I know, I know the low hanging fruit one, but uh, I I'm kind of very interested on uh, like seeing Taproot come out officially and and seeing what all these awesome developers are going to be able to build on it, and how you know my my uh, hodling setup will improve because of it. So that's kind of what I'm most excited for. Ben Ben's Ben's been chirping in my ear about Taproot and I'm like, "Man, this looks like it's going to be pretty dope." And the fact that it's kind of been a uncontested upgrade, it it's, you know, it's been pretty easy and and smooth and I'm just excited for that. Hit it, Winikus or Bitcoin is us. Yo, I'm excited for Bitcoin 2021 conference hopefully if that actually happens it's going to be my first conference and hopefully i can see a lot of you guys there it will happen it it may get pushed back just because uh california and la in particular is very commie but i i've been talking with uh the ceo of bitcoin magazine and uh some of my co-workers and bitcoin 2021 is happening in la next year all right, well, I'm excited for that for sure. 100%, dude. I'll see you there. Let's go. Let's there's go. also a in LA, in LA, there's in Koreatown, a fried chicken place called Hal and Ray's. Best chicken ever. So it's a it's a double mission, that trip for me. We'll have to go there. And maybe get yeah. some Roscoe's chicken and waffles. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> All right, Nick, what are you excited for, 2021? What am I excited for? Uh, Well, one of the things I wanted to touch on, what you just said, is I saw that Taproot is like 91% complete or something. Or like the the pools are 91%, you know, for it. I I don't, I I didn't look too much into it, but it seemed bullish. So it looks like Taproot, you know, is going to happen. But, um, what I'm looking forward to most in Bitcoin in uh, 2021 is just I want to see what other dope people come into Bitcoin, find new and better ways to explain it, and create you know new and better products. Like I'm really amazed at like people like Robert Breedlove and Michael Saylor who come into Bitcoin and just articulate it and you know, explain it so well. Like someone commented earlier today on one of my posts and they said like breed love and sailor, or like, you know, Bitcoin poets, like the way they put it 
in words is so like nice and easily digestible. And I think that helped a lot of people learn like even more about it. And maybe some people learn it for the first time, but I want to see what other dope products come out in Bitcoin, like strike by Jack Mallers that came out earlier this year is so like revolutionary. And then we have the fold card where you can get stats back on your purchases. Like I saw St. Bitcoin tweet today that he bought a $1 hot dog and a $2 slice of pizza at Costco, you know, a total of $3 and he got $3 in stats back. And it's not just for small purchases like that. Like people are paying their rent and getting Bitcoin back. Like one of the things I'm, I'm looking forward to the most is people are starting to demand Bitcoin and it's starting to become the standard. You know, people are moving away from fiat currency and us dollar. No, like, like Bitcoin is, you know, becoming the cool thing to want and own and everyone wants their own, you know, piece of the pie. So I'm, you know, I'm just looking forward to what new gadgets and apps and services come out and uh, just completely change the game and make, you know, our lives a lot easier, you know, or just have cool products and services that benefit us more. And um, I'm bullish on entrepreneurs. I love seeing entrepreneurship. I love seeing, you know, people take advantage of, you know, opportunity when they see it. And that's what I'm most bullish on for 2021. Let's go. Bullish. Anyone else chime in? Jester, you got to chime in. Tony, yeah. Jim, you guys got to chime in. For sure. Uh, but I think the thing that I'm looking forward to most is stability amongst the chaos. Uh, like here, we're looking at a crazy year. Money printer, go burr. We've got a presidential election that is like, still contested and all of this uncertainty in the world um like people can't even plan vacations but like i have a pretty good idea how bitcoin is going to operate in a year um and and i can feel confident with that and that's a fantastic platform to build on to to make uh incredible developments like the fold card which has just been going off in the chat People love it. The, the fact that like a business can incorporate Bitcoin into their business model and suddenly take off. Um, like I've just watched MicroStrategies, uh, which, you know, it, it's, it's, just, it's just a software company. But by moving all of their funds into Bitcoin, like all of their savings that they've earned, uh, like they've really taken off. Um, so just launching Michael Saylor into like Bitcoin fame, uh, it's, uh, it's an exciting time. And, uh, as, as someone who really admires builders and, uh, someone who's building myself, like it's, uh, it's, it's a great time. So I'm really looking forward to 2021. Can I, can I add something into that? Please. I, one thing I really like is what Michael Saylor has done is that he started uh, the Saylor Academy, which is literally like giving people, you know, a free college education, but it's like 
it's good because he's actually teaching you, you know, stuff that you you can actually like use in real life, like Austrian economics and stuff. And it's just, it's just awesome seeing, you know, like I know Safedine does it as well. I don't think Safedine's is free. I know it's a lot cheaper than college though, but like they're solving the problem of, you know, a shit college education and they're giving it for little to no cost online for free. And I think that's just, you know, revolutionary bound and just can really help educate the masses growing up. And um, that's one thing also I'm bullish on because I know, I know myself included, but, I know some other Zoomers who dropped out of school and are very interested in taking or are currently taking Saifedean's and Michael Saylor's classes. Bullish. Uh, I want to chime in a little, too, before Tony chimes in. I just want to make a comment. It sounded like Jessifer was saying that he found Bitcoin Zen, but, hey, maybe that was just me. I don't know. Hit it, Tony. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, Nick was mentioning uh, Seyfedin's website, and I was actually going through it a couple of days ago, and I'm considering to subscribe for that. Yeah, to learn some Austrian economics sounds sounds pretty dope. And uh, I'm I'm waiting for a hypercycle that will eventually end up with uh, collapsing of all the national borders and uh, freedom of movement being returned back as a basic human right. So I'm super bullish about that, and I'm excited to see that happening and play out. And also, I would love to see a marriage. A marriage between a liquid and a lightning network. If we could open a lightning network channels with a liquid Bitcoin, that would be dope. As for me, maybe I'm a main chain minimalist, but I believe we need that. We need to see them having babies. Yes. <laughs> if I can add a thought or two, um, you know, what I to add to what was already said the thought was, you know, like Naval and stuff talks about like specialized knowledge and like some of these classes and stuff like that. I I'm bullish on the people that are involved with Bitcoin because of the specialized knowledge. I think that, uh, that's going to be critical in the, you know, the next couple years, because I guarantee you the average person hears some Bitcoin lingo and they have no idea what it is. And, you know, these people, they're already running existing companies and doing, you know, they're doing all kinds of things, but they're going to need that specialized knowledge. And so I think that, you know, there's going to be huge opportunities for people that are familiar with Bitcoin to, you know, move into otherwise non-Bitcoin kind of companies and help you know, help them transition into, you know, a Bitcoin economy. I think that that's where a lot of new opportunities are going to be. So I'm bullish on the people that are involved with Bitcoin. So that's my thoughts on that. Bullish. Let's go. Any more guys? Anyone? Jim? Jim, you trying to get in here? What are we up to? Uh, what we're excited about for the future? Yeah, well, this is the last Jim's rant of 2020 oh, about oh, what no. about what he's excited for 2021. Let's go! Oh, <laughs> let's go! Oh, no, 
Holy crap. Why did I go, Jim. I'll, I'll, I'll chime in. I'll chime in. Go on, baby. Yeah, no. Uh, boy, there's so much going on. Uh, you know, I talk to people all the time and I try to get them to grasp the amount of work that's going on behind the scenes that's going to make sure that Bitcoin doesn't fail. Um, number go up technology is so much more. Uh, than most people could even fathom. And, and like knowing that, we, I think we touched on it earlier. Like I feel like an insider that uh, is, uh, you know, works for a company and I own the stock and, uh, you know, we're going to launch this world changing product and everyone's going to want one. And it's just an amazing feeling. And so uh, it, it's just overall optimism. Uh, you know, there's going to be stumbling blocks. I, I'm, I'm very pessimistic, pessimistic about government and what it's doing, but you know, Bitcoin's going to overtake, how do I even say this? It's going to permeate through society one day. It's got the game theory. Even the politicians are going to want some because they're going to, enough of them are smart enough to catch it and go, yeah, yeah, you know what? Uh, I better get some before they make it illegal too or whatever they think. It doesn't really matter. You know what? It's in everybody's best interest to get some. Because it's fair. It's a system of truth. It's uh, something that nobody can mess with and we can count on it. And, and you know, there's going to be people that we, we already know, crazy people that can't do fractions that are out there that think Bitcoin is stupid. <laughs> you know, but whatever. Uh, they're just old and stupid, I think, most of them. Uh, I think most of the pushback is really from uh, an older generation of people that don't want to change and think this is a big scam or whatever. And they just haven't done their homework, but whatever. Most of them will die and uh, the world gets to keep Bitcoin and move forward. So it's all good. I'm just optimistic in general. It's so exciting to know that there's all this behind the scenes stuff going on. Stuff like what Jack did with Russell, you know, and then being interviewed on TV. The guy's like not even 30 years old. He's changing the world. It's absolutely amazing. So, so much to be thankful for. Looking forward to a lot of Bitcoin kindergartens again in the future. And uh, let's... F and go. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. The institutions are, are, are chiming in, and uh, there's a lot to be uh, to think forward of and, and, and to anticipate. And uh, of course, you're, you want to see the numbers go up, blah, blah, blah. But you know what? It comes down to the people. I think people are going to also be transformed during this next year. I really do. And even though, uh, because we need something to look forward to. This has been sh a shithole, okay? The last year, this has not been fun. I don't know who has had fun. We can pretend, yeah, okay, great. Blah, blah, blah with, with Bitcoin, What you know, whatever. But I was quarantined for a good, you know, six friggin' months in my in my place. And uh, people are still in California walking around with masks all over the place, totally paranoid. And, you know, we've got to break out and, and, and be and be uh, freedom thinkers again and creators again. And that's what this next year is all about so yes the institutions will come on the numbers will go up blah 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 but what really counts is the sentiment the feeling behind all of this the motivation 
because it's the motivation, it's the, it's the emotion that makes the movement. And uh, if we don't tap into that, we have nothing. And this is what Bitcoin is all about. Bitcoin uh, really taps into uh, the intrinsic motivation people have for freedom, for self-sovereignty, for freedom, for self-expression, for self-enhancement, for the ability to be all that we can become within our lives. And that has that that was the promise of the Americas. And it appears that we've kind of lost it. Uh, it's gotten mumbled and jumbled and siphoned off and bought off, corrupted, etc. But I think we can reclaim it through Bitcoin. And that's the narrative. And again, uh, uh, our, our friend Russell has done a great service to all of us to say it's all about self-sovereignty. And um, it's personal responsibility to claim that. So happy new year, everybody. Happy new year. Amen. Happy New Year. All right, guys. Uh, does someone want to speak or forever hold your peace? Because this is the last episode of 2020, guys. So it's now or never because we're going to wrap it up. We started from the bottom. Now we're here. <laughs> yeah. Do you hear me? Hey, 2A, <laughs> what's up? All right. Fucking microphone works. Uh oh, it's it's barely working. It worked for a moment. Try again. Guys, thank you for your all your hard work this year. Do you hear me? Yeah, yeah, we got yeah. you. Okay. And not really really from my bottom of my heart, uh, real grateful for you guys, uh, all the hard work this year. Um it's been amazing. Uh, uh, learning from all you guys, uh, these memes, the, these tricks, these, these whole things that, that, that you teach, it's been amazing, really. It's been real, real helpful. You really inject into my life uh, a lot of hope. It's definitely changed my mind, my expectations as a person. And I'm really looking forward to 2021. It's of Bitcoin. It's been mind-blowing this 2020 knowing you guys and sharing all this knowledge and it's been great. Just wanted to thank you guys. Man. Yeah, dude. Shout thank out to you. you. Yeah, right? <laughs> You've been coming out like literally every single week since we started, so you're the fucking real MVP, dude. <laughs> It's hard staying away from such a great group. I, I really enjoyed it. It's, it's super, super uh, helpful. And I don't, I don't know. It's, 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 I, I feel like, like it's, it's the only thing in, in, like in, in my life that I really separate uh, a time. 
and I really uh, like I, I I die I I I want to 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 have it in my wig. All guys make this this absolute uh, great thing. Dang man. Well, I'm feeling the love. I don't know about Nick, but man, this this has been a great episode, guys. This may may even be the best episode of 2020. I don't know. I'll leave that up to the listeners. But uh, I had a good time. This was this was awesome. Uh, I know I I jumped the gun last week on Teachers Lounge because I just had to brag and said it, that we hit 50 episodes. But this is our 51st, so. I was a little head head of the game last week, but uh, yeah, man. Like, thank you guys. I truly appreciate all the kind words. Uh, me and Nick are gonna freaking kick ass next year, and you know, continue to do what we can and and do our best and and provide as much value as possible. So, shouts out to you guys. Thanks for coming out, Nick. Say the last words and forever hold your peace. Yeah, dude. That. That whole segment we just went through really, you know, like Optimus said, it made my heart warm. It made me uh, really happy and proud to be out here every single week doing this. And uh, the the community we built up is, like, really good. Like, we have a solid group of, like, 20, you know, people, sometimes 20 people plus that come out each and every single week just to, you know, uh, learn about Bitcoin and talk shit with us. So it's... I'm really happy and thankful that we were able to start this community because I've seen other people trying to start communities and have a lot of trouble getting it off the ground and sometimes, you know, fail a lot along the way. And I feel like me and Optimus had it pretty easy with all you guys, um, you know, coming out every single week. So, you know, you guys really make the show what it is. And, uh, yeah, a lot of our success goes out to you guys. So... Thank you all for coming out uh, from literally when we started the show earlier this year all the way till now. And um, we hope that you'll be with us all the way through 2021 as well. And beyond. The next Havoc, bro. You're so bearish, <laughs> Nick. You're so bearish. Jeez. All right, guys. Are we going into first grade next year? Uh, I, I don't know. Uh, uh, dang. Uh, that's something to think about. <laughs> all right guys love you uh have a good new year's uh and enjoy the night and i think what will we be here for uh january 3rd is that next no that's this weekend so we'll, we'll miss that but i guess we'll talk about that next week all right guys peace out we'll see you in the new year